0: Hello, this is Julia Freeman of Julia Freeman Reads. Today I'm going to read an article and this one is called Excuses and the Narcissist. They avoid accountability at all costs. Narcissists can't give you a straight answer. Their game is to avoid being held accountable for anything. You can tell they are up to something if they won't answer a simple question. Their inability to give an answer is your clue that they are planning something or avoiding being held accountable. A common common tactic is for them to use we when they are letting you know what they will be doing. Using we gives them a way out of anything in the future. And in this example, how I, I didn't really explain this, but it's like, you know, if he writes email and says, we are going to do this with the children. So that's what I mean by we, when really it's his decision and what he's doing. So they can simply blame anyone but themselves since they weren't the only ones doing the thing. Once you know someone is a narcissist, you can start studying their patterns to see how they avoid accountability. It's very similar to a lying child and should be easy to see when you can begin to believe they really are just giant children. Narcissists portray themselves as perfect. In their minds, that means they never do anything wrong. If they avoid accountability by keeping what they do a secret, never giving a straight answer, and always having a scapegoat to take the fall, they can remain Perfect. This is part of the reason having a constructive conversation with them is so difficult. They aren't interested in personal growth and will spend the whole discussion running in circles from your concern. They literally turn into the dog chasing its tail to get out of an uncomfortable situation. Or maybe we end up like the dog chasing its tail. Either way, you can see how this would make a sane person feel insane. Another way for them to avoid accountability is to hide what they do. They are masters at keeping secrets. Does anyone in their life even know what they do on a day-to-day basis? If they hide even their innocent actions from you, they have more to fall back on when you try to find out why they didn't come home until midnight. They can reference some actual event that happened as an excuse. They are very careful to tell the truth in a way that you can't hold them to a date or time. If you catch them out, they will tell you that happened on a different day. Everything becomes so mixed up that you can't even unwind all the threads to get at the truth and give up. There is enough evidence that they are telling a partial truth that you just decide to take the whole story as truth instead of wasting hours of your life to be in the same place. Narcissists lie about the truth to make you question your own memory, hearing, and timeline of events. If you are living in constant confusion, you will doubt your own mind instead of the narcissist. You may even begin to rely on the narcissist to keep track of history for you since you can't rely on your own memory. You begin to rely on the narcissist to be a judge of character for you because you doubt your perceptions of other people after having your mind twisted by the lies you live with every day. To avoid actual insanity, you become enmeshed in the narcissist's world. It will take relearning almost everything about relating to others in a healthy way to become whole and free again. Being in a relationship with a narcissist is an exercise in self-destruction. Once you begin to understand what is going on, it is time to learn more about narcissism so you can either get out or learn to live in this situation without losing yourself. You deserve to live in peace and freedom. So this, that I don't know, I hope that's a good explanation of how they avoid accountability. I'm sure there's other twists and turns and examples I could have come up with, but basically they're not gonna give you a straight answer and it may s- here's a hint or a clue if you are having just an innocent conversation with them about something and they're avoiding making a um like a straightforward statement about something or kind of dancing around the topic that means they've probably lied to you about that subject before or that situation um, and then later on you may ask them about another thing and realize that they have lied to you about that topic. Like it'll come up and they might twist it a different way or, you know, give you some hint that um what they told you before was not the truth or that they were avoiding telling you the truth. Um they'll keep really dumb things secret. Like there's no reason for it. It's very strange. I feel like maybe also that's a way to avoid intimacy with you. Um, Like I said, you never really even know what they're up to. I remember one time uh, my ex-husband, it was a snow day where we live, like the whole world shuts down if it snows half an inch. And this day it had snowed like, I don't know, two inches overnight. And he decided he was going to be the hero and drive into work anyway. And it took hours to get there and hours to get home because the roads were so bad. And then about two years later, we were with someone else. And he started telling the story about how he drove there. And then he did donuts in the parking lot for who knows how long before he came home. And he had never told me that. And I just felt, uh, I mean, like, why would you keep that from someone? And, you know, I was annoyed at the time, because he didn't want to stay home with me and our children, knowing that work was called out for the day because of the snow. And I mean, he left before it was officially called out. So he wasted like four hours and he could have been, you know, playing with the kids or we could have had a family day together. But instead he decided to go show off that he could get there. And then, you know, when he said told our friend that he had just done donuts in the parking lot, um, you know, that Partly, I think maybe that was triangulation or something, because it made me feel like the nagging wife that he couldn't tell me that he had screwed around, because I would have been so upset about it. And really, maybe if he had told me that day, I would have been upset about it. But it could have been something we laughed about later. So, you know, they keep part of themselves secret. And I think maybe in any relationship, you know, there's a part of you that you don't share, or you do mundane things that you don't tell your, you obviously can't tell your spouse every single thing you do, but it's not that you're hiding it from them. You know, maybe you're just avoiding boring them to death or something. But, um, I think on the narcissist part, it's intentional to keep things from you to, kind of keep you on the outer circle and i'm sure he told other people what he had done but he didn't tell me and um they just play they're playing people all the time they are portraying themselves in a certain way like you know they have different characters that they put on for different groups like their work group they're one person as your spouse they're another person um you know to church they're someone else so they they put on a mask to all these different groups of people and um you know you can't be fully honest with any one group because then you're going to be the same to every group you're going to be an authentic person which they are not so i i'm assuming that they set up ahead of time the narrative for each group and then they show that group each group a different side of themselves So naturally, they're going to keep some things back from each group. So if you put all those, like one person from each group together in a room, you could probably get a better idea of what this person is, you would, like each group could tell different stories that the other people hadn't heard before about him, or about the narcissist, and then you might get a better picture um, of what this person is. But of course, they're never portraying their true self to any one person, not even the closest person to them in their life, you know, their spouse, their spouse might have the, okay, I won't say their spouse has the best picture of them. But their spouse has probably seen the worst side of them more so than anyone else. So if the spouse were to speak to the other people in the group, um, those people might think the spouse was Trying to portray the narcissist as a bad person or making up things to kind of throw the spouse, throw the narcissist under the bus. And that's probably part of the whole flying monkey situation, if you think about it. You know, the narcissist is keeping that side of himself from everyone else except you. So then when you reach out to, say, your mother in law or the pastor at church, or your husband's boss to try to get help, and you maybe explain what's going on at home, they're not going to believe you because all they see is this hardworking man who loves his wife, his single income family is so proud of being able to keep his wife and children at home. um, And whatever it is that he portrays when in reality, his wife and children are more like prisoners in the home, the wife is not allowed to work, she has no credit cards, she has no access to any real amount of money. Um, she doesn't know the password to her own cell phone account. Um, she doesn't have the ability really to do much. I mean, like in my case, excuse me, I didn't even have a car. So, you know, if I had, if I had, um, and I did talk to my mother-in-law a little bit about my concern about the alcohol abuse. And of course, the minute I left, I was portrayed as crazy, brainwashed. And then once that happens, you know, my mother-in-law or ex-mother-in-law, of course, would probably think I was being dramatic about how much he drank, even though she witnessed it herself. You know, you rewrite things in your mind to Continue to believe the narcissist so you can stay in the relationship with them because if you admit the truth, then you have to do something, and that's hard to do. So, um, I kind of went off on a trail there with the whole how narcissists avoid accountability, but that kind of gives you the bigger picture of why they do it and how they work it with other people. And so, if you know some of the narcissist friends, or there were times when we might be out doing something social with his work group, and somebody would bring something up I hadn't heard, or they had a different version of a story I had heard. And that just kind of, it makes you question the narcissist, but then this is your husband that you love and you believe loves you and you think, oh, he would never lie to me. Maybe that person had the story wrong. So you doubt everything in your world except the narcissist so that you can stay in that relationship and continue to believe that you are loved and continue to love this person who doesn't even exist. Um, that's the level of of, uh, deception that they use to keep you prisoner as, as a part of their life. You know, really you are kept a prisoner because you only know what they allow you to see in your cell. You know, you're kept in a a certain place and you only get to see what they show you. Um, you know, you're not allowed to, to see the full picture, to know the truth And to make up, to come to your own conclusion about things, you must believe the lie. And they are experts at spinning what they want you to see and giving you the lie, feeding you the lie. And they'll use other people to do it. They'll use situations to do it. Like I said, they won't even, when there's no reason to lie about something, they will still lie while they're telling you a partial truth. And I think that's just to make you doubt your mind, doubt your sanity And you naturally, you know, you're in denial. So you naturally think it's um, a problem with you versus them. Because as I said before, or as I've said many times, if you believe it, if you begin to see the truth that it is a problem with them, then, you know, you're going to have to start to see the broader picture and the truth of the situation. You're going to have to face all kinds of heartbreak and difficulties and probably remake your life as I have and that's it's a hard thing you know and I know there are people who choose to continue to live with the narcissist even after they know who they are and maybe there's varying levels of how these narcissists treat you um and so that may be a workable situation for some people but for many it's not um You know, it's just a difficult thing because you want to love this person and there's nothing wrong with loving people. I mean, we were meant to love others, to be in relationship with others and to have to lose, you know, so many years of your life when you find out the truth is devastating and difficult. But, you know, I would rather live in the truth. It's, I have to tell you, it is so it's like this huge burden's been lifted for me. You know, I'm, my friends and people that I'm around, I, it took me a while to trust them, to trust that they were telling the truth. And I used to kind of test things, but it's such a different experience to just be free of, free of trying, free of continuing to lie to yourself and looking the other way and not seeing the truth. You know you are afraid. To, it's like you're afraid when you're scared, and you're in the dark. Um you're afraid to turn on the light when you hear the noise. That's what it's like living in the the web of lies that a narcissist weaves. You don't want to see the truth and that's what you live in. And to finally live in the light and in truth and to take things as they are. Is just such a relief, and it is such a burden off of me. Um, I never want to live that way again, and um, it's just very sad to live that way. And you know what? What happens to these people as they get older? They can't keep those lies together, and the truth's going to come out. And they can you imagine what the narcissist, the kind of hell he lives in, wondering when. Someone's going to find out about his lies. But I found in my case that he had already like respun the story so many different ways that he was a very good liar and you couldn't hold him to anything. It's like I said in the story where he's chasing his tail or making you chase your tail in an argument because they are so good at reframing things and lying and manipulating and making you feel like you're not hearing correctly. They can tell you... Two or three different lies about the same topic in the same conversation, and you will still believe, you know, you'll still choose to believe that they're telling you the truth somehow, even when you catch them in a lie. It's just, it is absolutely insane. And if you've never experienced it, it's probably, I don't know if you can imagine what it's like. I wish I had recordings of some of our conversations that, you know, I could, um, transcribe. I think, I think that would be a really excellent learning tool if someone could record a conversation with their narcissist and let others learn from that experience because then you would understand more how that can make you insane. Um, Of course, being on the outside, you would just be like, well, he's lying. Obviously, why are you believing him? But when you're in it, you can't even see it. It's, it's just crazy. It's smoke and mirrors. It's lies. It's lack of accountability. It's crazy making. It's gaslighting. It's all of it. Manipulation. Like they use so they throw so many things at you at once. You're just blindsided. You're deer in the headlights. You can't think straight. Um, even if you took notes during one of your arguments, or recorded it, or you had like many times we had a text argument, and I could go up and say, Look, here's what you wrote before. and Now you're saying something different. And he could still squirm his way right out of that. And get me to feel like I'm aggressive and mean and horrible for holding him accountable for his words. Um, You know, one time I brought up we were having a text argument and I brought up texts from months before that proved what he was telling me at that point was wrong. And he was still able to spin it and still able to get me to believe that I was just being a nag and unreasonable and ridiculous and a bitch. Um, So that's the craziness. I wish, you know, I, I do still have some of those texts, but reading that word salad is another term for it is, is just like, it's, I look back at it, I'm like, why, how <laughs> could I ever believe that? But um, it's crazy making, I would definitely, I hope I would definitely notice the signs of being, you know, of being lied to and the lack of accountability in someone who was a narcissist. I hope I would be able to notice that right away. Um, I can notice it in others. So I'm hopeful that I've recovered enough that I am able to trust my intuition again. That's another thing you lose. You know, usually with your child, you can tell they're lying. When you, when you don't trust your own intuition and your own gut feeling for long enough, you lose it. I even got to the point where I couldn't read my children anymore. I couldn't tell when they were lying to me because I quit listening to myself when dealing with the narcissist. So I've had to relearn all of that. And that's, that's crazy. That's insane. That's part of the reason why, you know, I had to trust his character assessments of other people because I couldn't trust myself anymore. And people who were trustworthy, sometimes I would not trust them because a trustworthy person, when you've been around a liar... And someone who is untrustworthy enough, you begin to distrust those who are trustworthy. It warps you so much that when someone is being honest and loving and caring, it feels wrong because you're used to, you think of love as, you know, your relationship with the narcissist. You think that's love and that's abuse. So when you feel you have someone who's showing you real love, it feels wrong. Um, that's what they do to you. It's like I said, it's just crazy. And, um, hopefully, you know, this article will give you something to think about if you're dealing with a narcissist and if, you know, you have to be in a relationship with them, maybe it'll help you to start to realize that yes, you can begin to trust yourself again and to accept that they're lying and that they're liars. And that's okay. You know, if you choose to, communicate with them at least you'll have the um, self-awareness to begin to trust yourself which should help protect you while you have to be in that relationship with them Um, I know not everyone can be out I know not everyone can leave their situations so if I can at least share my experience maybe that'll give you a way to kind of make your own toolbox of Ways to deal with them and ways to protect your heart and ways for you to live in freedom in that situation because you can if you emotionally detach and you know your truth and you trust your gut and you trust yourself. Um, And it's time to start doing that, you know? We know what our life is about, we know who we are, and we don't have to believe, you know, a liar's interpretation of us. Trust your gut, trust yourself. Go, you know, live your life in freedom and peace, and just do your best with what you have. And um, I guess that's it for now. And anyway, I hope you have a wonderful day or night or whatever it is when you hear this. And um, you can find more of my work at juliafreemanfree.medium.com. I'll add a link in the in the notes, I'll add a link to my Facebook page. If you want to join there, I need to do more on it. But um, that's it. So peace and have a wonderful week. Thank you.